Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Choosy Money Podcast. I hope all my choosy listeners out there are doing okay today. Um, today, I am back again for another episode. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off with. And just to finish, to round out where I'm at today on my debt journey, um, you know, what subsequently happened after I've accumulated all of this debt. The year was 2016 at this point. Um, as you all know, I had accumulated quite a bit of debt, uh, and it was a mixture of everything, you know, houses, car, uh, furniture, just a hodgepodge of different things, you know, everyday things. I was regular. I was like everybody else, you know, I had bills that I paid and I just assumed that that's what it was, you know, that I would have these bills and I just kind of went on with life. Well, 2016 rolled around. Um, I had been looking for a change as far as my career was concerned. Um, I I wanted to, you know, just something different. I was kind of, you know, tired of where I was and just wanted a different pace, a different atmosphere. So I ended up getting an opportunity um, out of state. I got a job um, opportunity to move out of state and um, it was still within pharmacy, but I didn't have anything that was tying me to the area that I was in. So I picked up and moved, right? I decided that this is what I was going to do. Well, that was a choice I made. And with all choices, there comes, you know, sometimes costs that are associated with these choices, right? So I had to um, pay to be moved to this state. The company that I worked for, the agency that I worked for, they didn't give any moving expenses. It was kind of a, you know, get here on your own. And that's what it is. We're offering you the job. We're not going to move you out here for the job, but we are offering you offering you a job. So I had to bear the burden of being able to move across the country, essentially. So I ended up doing that. I thought that it was a good idea. So I did it right. I chose to do it. And I knew that it was going to be a cost associated with it as far as like moving and finding somewhere to live and, you know, just kind of getting settled and acclimated, which definitely comes with a cost when you, you know, even if you move across town or to a new house, there's costs associated with that. Right. So I arranged the movers. I ended up moving um, and, you know, I get to work. I start working. Everything's great. So when I moved, I already had one rental property that was being rented out, which was fine. My primary residence where I was living, um, I decided not to sell it and I put it up for rent also. So that one ended up renting fairly quickly um, because of the area that it was in. It's close to a military base. So I ended up getting um, a renter fairly quickly and that worked out. So I ended up moving. I start working. You know, things are going on, going along. Well, maybe about a month into working, you know, I realized I, which I had already, already realized before I moved, but I realized now, okay, so now I have two mortgages, neither of them, I live in that house, right? So I'm not benefiting off of, I'm benefiting off of it because I'm getting rent, but neither one of those houses I'm able to live in. So I had to get an apartment. So now I have two houses, a rent bill in addition to all these other bills that I already had, correct? So it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I took a pay cut to come where I'm currently working now um, from what I was making. And, you know, that was something I was totally aware of. 
well, when I moved and I got that one check and I start to, you know, really sit down and say, wow, like this is going to be tight, right? You know, I have these mortgages now. I have rent now. I have, uh, you know, my student loans. Like I didn't lose any bills. So it was a real shock in the face. So I'm at work one day and you know, I guess it was, I don't, it was payday and it was kind of written over my face. Like what is going on? Right. <laughs> and one of my coworkers who to this day, you know, I, I thank her all the time still for, you know, just helping me to kind of navigate where I was at that point in life. And I don't know if she really realizes how much of an impact she was because, you know, we got to talking about finances and I'm usually not one to talk with a lot of people about my finances. Crazy, right? Because I'm doing a podcast. But back then I just felt like finance was personal. You know, that's not something that you talk about. We didn't really talk about it in my household growing up. You know, we discussed money, but it was never like how much my parents made, how much they had saved. Were they in debt? I had no idea, you know, and maybe that was something they discussed with my siblings because they were older, but I doubt it. So, um, yeah, I just always assumed it was something that wasn't talked about, you know, and I know I have a lot of friends who feel the same way growing up they, that their family didn't talk about it. Also, you know, do you guys and your family talk about your finances? Um, I, I think that's something that should be discussed openly. Let your kids know, involve your kids in the finances, you know, that helps them learn. You never know what may pique someone's interest. So we were talking and, you know, she, I guess she could sense the frustration and the, almost the, uh, anxiety that I was having around, you know, this new phase that I was in, this new space that I was in, that I was, that I was uncomfortable. Right. So she says, you know, I want to recommend a book something that ha- uh something that helped me and my husband you know become financially independent and become debt free and i'm like well what is it you know <laughs> like it, but in my mind i'm also like man i don't have time to read no book like <laughs> i need this problem solved right now like you know this is going to turn into a major problem if something was to happen and i was to have to you know cover all of these mortgages and my rent like it would be tight for a little bit so she recommends the book. Um, it was the Total Money Maker Makeover uh, by Dave Ramsey. She lets me borrow the book. I read it, um, and you know, I I started work in October, and she probably mentioned it to me maybe a couple. Right, it was very early after I started working there. A couple months, or not a couple months, excuse me, a couple weeks into me working, um, we began talking and that's when she recommended it. So the holidays were coming up. So I never forget, I started reading it over the Thanksgiving holiday. And so, you know, I read this book, I took notes cause I was going to give it back to her. And, you know, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I had a lot of debt hanging over me. Right. And I just never, I don't know, like I knew I had this debt, but I just didn't, I guess because I didn't know where to start. It was something I just didn't think about. And I know that I'm not the only person out there, but I made the choice to, you know, figure out what I could do. You know, I didn't know where to start, but when the student is ready, 
the teacher will appear, right? And my coworker was the teacher. You know, she has become like a mentor to me, you know, a friend. And it just was something that I didn't know that I needed until I had it. Till, until it was available to me. I had never even heard of this guy, never even heard of this book. But, you know, I was willing to, you know, be open enough. You know, when someone recommends something, you know, sometimes we all have those people in our life who may recommend something to us. And, you know, just, hey, you never know. This may work for you. It, it helped me out. Don't be so dismissive all the time. You know, we all have those people in our lives that also have the opposite effect where they say, oh, that'll never work. Oh, that's for somebody else. That's not for me. You never know. You know, you never know what's going to work best for you. So that's why you have to be choosy about the decisions that you make. You know, I wanted to figure out how to get out of this debt. I realized I needed to do something. So if someone who looks like me, someone who Right off the back, I, bat, I, when I met her, I respected her. I had a respect for her. She had been in this game longer than me. You know, I knew, I didn't know how much debt they had paid off, but I knew that she also was a pharmacist who went to pharmacy school. So I can imagine, you know. So I, I, I took it into consideration and it literally changed my life. So um, now I will say as a disclaimer, I did not follow it 100% how, you know, it's laid out on his plan, but I took what I needed from it. I used it and, you know, it did what I needed it to do. And it's still currently doing what I needed to do. So just to give you an overview, when I <laughs> sat down and figured out what my debt was, right, I had to look everywhere, get all my bills together. So, okay, just to be very transparent. I had a total amount of $169,686.44. $169,686.44 was my total debt in 2016, November, give or take, November, December. So seeing that number, having it written out, was like, oh my God, you know, I, I just, it, it still takes my breath away, you know, to know that I had amassed all of this debt. And I will say this only included consumer debt. This number does not include my mortgage. So my consumer debt and my student loans, this is what that is consistent of. Um, I, I will break it down further for you. Um, just so you can have an idea of what was what. Um, the furniture, I had a couch. I owed uh, $1,436. Um, I had a Corvette, which was <laughs> the car that I didn't need, but I chose to buy it. Um, I still had a loan on it at the time, and it was $5,246.46. I had a credit card, which did include my moving expenses, that was the majority of my moving expenses. Um, this number was the majority of moving expenses. It was $11,987.41. I had, when I got here, so I brought all three of my cars here. <laughs> and when I got here, um, uh, one of them, which was my daily driver, 
started messing up. Right. And I had already dumped in so much money in this car I was paid for. Um, and you know, sometimes we get stuck in that mode of, do I keep fixing on it? Do I let it go? I don't really want a new car payment. So I was kind of in that limbo, but because I had already put so much money in it, I just went ahead and got rid of it and I purchased a new car. So I hadn't been here a year, like literally in six months, I had purchased a new car and I actually bought it in, maybe it was the first of November, late October, the first of November when I first got here. So, uh, my car was $27,245 and 26 cents. Um, and the last debt that I had, which was just unbelievable, right? was $123,771.31, which was my student loans. So that was all federal student loans, um, Department of Education. So I had already paid off my Sally Mae, so it was just my federal loans that were left. So the total, once again, was $169,686.44. So when I started in January, I said, okay, you know what, I'm a do what I got to do, you know, get through the holidays. Cause I wanted to go home and, you know, I wanted to just kind of not think about it, you know, not be stressed about, Oh, I got to save. I have to buckle down. So I said, you know, my new year's resolution, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to start my debt journey. Right. Well, first of the year comes and that's exactly what I did. I created an Excel spread spreadsheet, put all of my debt on it. I made different columns, just put in what my monthly payment was, how much extra I paid, and just, you know, did the math. This is how much I have left and kept a running tally, right? So because I did, um, I did do the uh, debt snowball. So I started with my um, lowest amount and I worked my way up. And how I listed them off on the list is what I paid off in sequential order. So the couch, the car, the, my Corvette, uh, my credit card, and then my other car, and then my student loans was the order of how I went about it. I started from the lowest um, total amount that I owed and worked my way up to the highest. So 2017 was um, a cutback and, you know, nose to the grindstone type of year, which I'm not mad about it. You know, it was definitely something that I will never forget. Um, so the first year I paid off all of my debt, actually. I, I paid off everything but my student loan. Uh, the total of what I paid off loan-wise in total as far as never having to make a payment again. So this is not including what I paid off on my student loans. So I paid $45,915.13 in the first year. I did pay more than that actually because I uh, did. I was still paying on my student loans, but I'm not including that in this figure. So you're probably wondering, man, how did you do that in one year? Well, I literally took every overtime hour it was at my job. Um, that's simply the only way that I could have did it. And honestly, that's probably like <laughs> was the one thing that helped me out the most. 
Did I cut back as far as my spending? Yes, I did. You know, I didn't go out as much. I still hadn't really met anybody when I first moved here. You know, I had friends and I knew people, but I wasn't going out. I'm not much of a club person. You know, I love to go to dinner. So, you know, I would go out to dinner every now and again. But as far as like hanging out and spending money, it just wasn't my thing. I was literally at work pretty much from 8 to eight to 6.30 every day. And if it was overtime on the weekend, I was at work on the weekend for, you know, the average they would give us was about four hours a weekend or four hours a day of overtime. So I literally probably worked um, 60 hours a week. So it was definitely something that came in handy. Um, I didn't realize how much money I didn't I never I'll say this. Seeing what I did when I became intentional, I didn't realize that I could have been doing this, right? Because I always had more than one job. You know, I never depended on one job to just pay me. I always had either two or three jobs. So I could have been doing this, right? But I chose not to. I chose to, you know, enjoy myself and things that I thought I needed and wanted. And I did that. I'm not mad about it. But when you become intentional and your focus shift shifts, to what it is that you are working on at the time and thinking about at the time and trying to accomplish, like your eyes opens up to so much more stuff. You realize, I didn't need those sneakers. I didn't need that bag. I didn't need, you know, I didn't have to go and do X, Y, and Z for these things. I'm not saying stop your life to pay off your debt. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be more choosy about what you do decide to purchase or things you decide to splurge on, or, you know, uh, go to places to go, whatever it is that you're doing that you realize, okay, I've spent a lot of money doing this, or I spent a lot of money doing that. Just think about those choices. You know, could you have taken that $1,000 that you spent on a bag, or $300 that you spent on sneakers, $200 that you spent on sneakers, and put it towards a bill that may have you know, helped you knock that debt down faster. So after every time I paid off a debt, I will say I I did celebrate, whether that was a nice dinner or whether it was something that I wanted. And I think having to wait to do those things made me, one, appreciate it even more. And two, it gave me the chance to think about, is this something I really want to do? Or, you know, can I just not get it because it's really not that important. Like I haven't had it and I don't need it and I probably won't use it, you know? So, so my current situation, I have paid off all of my consumer debt. I don't have any credit card debt. I don't have any car loans, um, nothing like that. The only thing that I have left is my student loans when it comes to, uh, anything outside of my mortgages. I still have my student loans and I have my mortgages, right? So my current student loan Debt is $54,618.89, right? So that means that I have paid off so far on my student loan bill $69,152.42, which is absolutely just amazing. So from 2000, so 2017, I really didn't make a dent in my student loans. Right. 2018 was when I really 
kind of, I finished my last payment for my car uh, note, December the 15th of 2017. So January was when I really hammered in on my student loans. So from 2018 to currently now, 2021, September 2021, to have paid off $69,152.42 is pretty good. And I say that because after 2017, give or take, well, about after mid-2018, they cut all of our overtime at work. It was like one day you were eating good, and then the next day it was like famine, right? It's like feast and famine overnight. It was probably a good thing because it helped me to realize that, you know, you have the breathing room now. You know, look at what you did with being intentional. You know, you got this. You can do this, right? And you can actually do this with what you make. And I had to, you know, adjust once again. Okay, I'm only getting a regular 40-hour check or 80 80 pay period check. So you got to make it work, right? So that was a good thing. You know, the bad thing was had I still had overtime, I could have probably been almost done, if not done, with my student loans. So I figured out other things to do. I started, you know, doing side hustles. Um, I did Amazon deliveries. I did Instacart. I, you know, sold things online. So I kind of pivoted, you know, it wasn't a, oh, oh, well, you know, my extra money's gone. So I can't continue to pay off debt. No, it was okay. Let me figure out what else can I do? How else can I make money? And I think, um, you know, for my listeners, I think you guys, you know, put that into action. If your job, you know, stops giving you overtime or changes directions a little bit or cuts your hours, figure out other things that you can do to bring in money. Just going to a nine to five is not the only way to make money these days. You know, there's so many things, so many things you can sell online, so many different ways that you can get out there and make money. Um, So, you know, and every dime that I made went to my debt. went to my student loan debt. So that was, you know, an encouraging thing. It wasn't at the same pace as it had been before because, you know, the pay is definitely lower, but to still see it go away was encouraging. I just want to, you know, let you guys know that you're not in it alone. You know, everybody has their own story. My story isn't the end all be all. The way I do it isn't the end all be all, you know, but it is an option that you guys have. And, and I'm just here to let you know that you're not alone. You know, everybody's going through, may not be the same thing, but we all have debt. Some of us all have debt. Some people may not, but the majority, the average person has debt, you know, and it can be overwhelming. It can cause a sense of anxiety and I don't know what to do. And how did I get here? And how do I get out of it? And sometimes when that kind of emotion takes over, we don't do anything. So I just want to let you guys know to keep being choosy, keep being, you know, uh, definitive with what you do choose to do when you commit to it, go all in, you know, nobody can get in your own way, but yourself, you know, you make the choice as to how you move out here. We will be picking up with my student loan journey. You know, I'm my, just to let you guys know, my loans did get paused with the COVID situation. Um, but what did I do? I kept paying. That was just me. You know, I was 
thankful to be in a situation and blessed enough to be in a situation where I didn't lose income like a lot of people in the country. And I was able to continue to pay my bills and to pay more on my bills. So I did. That was my personal choice. You know, a lot of other people invested or took this time to save up money. Whatever choice you made is cool. You know, you made the choice as to what you felt was best for you and you rocked with it. And that's, that's all that I'm asking you guys to do. You know, just be choosy with what you're doing, you know, make good financial decisions. And that doesn't mean using every dollar that you have to pay off debt. It means making the best financial decision, choosing to make the best financial decision that will benefit you and your family in the long run. So like I said, I didn't follow the uh, steps of how you're supposed to pay it off or how he recommends to pay it off step by step because I didn't take my emergency fund down to zero or a thousand because I did have houses that I had to make sure I had a reserve for. So that was definitely out of the question for me. So I didn't choose to do that. Another thing I didn't do, I also continued to contribute to my 401k because I need to make sure that my future self is taken care of. You know, clearly nobody's coming to help us out, right? We hope to have social security because are they talking about it's going to be like unable to make full payments to everybody that's going to be on social security, like 2033 or something like that, I think I was reading. So, you know, for me, my choice is I'm going to look out for my future self because when I retire, I mean, I don't want to have to, I don't, one, I don't want to have to work any longer than I have to. And two, I don't want to like be dependent on something or somebody else and they can kind of pull at their purse strings when they feel like giving me something. So that was just a personal choice that I made. But as far as like every extra dollar that I had and being very intentional about my spending and, you know, making good choices when it came to what I wanted to pay off and how, you know, how I moved about that ladder, I did kind of follow the steps that they recommend. So, you know, just continue to make good choices. I hope that this has inspired some of you guys. If you haven't thought about getting out of debt or paying off your debt, or at least knowing what you owe, start there. You don't have to pay it off tomorrow. You don't have to pay $60,000, you know, in a year. You don't have to do any of that, you know, but know where you are. Know what choices you need to think about making and start to make small ones, you know. So I want to say thank you again for listening. Um, I appreciate it. And, you know, be safe, be you, but always be choosy. I'm not the one who's always right.